following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Born to be kings, we're the princes of the universe. Here we belong. Fighting to survive in a war with the darkest powers. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's the 16th of December, 913, hanging out in the studio of Lone Star Community Radio, downtown Conroe, Texas. Broadcasting live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. IRLoneStar.com, Facebook, all the good stuff. Check us out, IRLoneStar.com slash live. And then, uh, yeah, so join us all the way till 10 o'clock. It's going to be us, Sean and I, and then our special guest today is Dr. Kayla. Kala. Kala. It's like Hala, but Kala. Hewlett. Hewlett. Dr. H. Kala. With the back pain and sciatica center of Texas. There you go. Uh, We recorded the interview and uh, it will be on. We'll we'll play it around 10 and be back after that. Uh, But until then, it's us. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, small business office cleanings in the Montgomery County area. Let us uh, let them know because they do schedule the one time. Uh, 832-689-7996. And then also C3 Creative Content Creations, video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, speaking of sponsors, uh, starting January 1st, we're going to be a nonprofit. Whoop, whoop. So uh, we're, we're going to be launching a campaign for the morning show. We're looking for donations or sponsorships. and then of course Underwriters. The underwriters, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're changing it up. There's a lot of things coming to Lone Star Community Radio, including the nonprofit status. We figured we weren't making any money anyways as a for-profit, so may as well make it nonprofit yeah. and make it official. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming. We'll probably have more information about that coming in January. So as of right now, that's what I'm working on, trying to get everything everything up to standard of the irs we got approved <laughs> we're done with them and uh we, we're moving on and uh yeah trying to figure it all out so a lot of stuff's coming so one thing that reason one of the biggest changes is we're looking for folks who want to do sh- talk shows and all that kind of stuff our dj music and things like that volunteers we're a true community radio station now that's the way i see it 
and uh, we want the community to get involved. So if you're interested in getting involved, just email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com or contact us, you know, whichever which way you want to, irlandstar.com. Dick, would you compare us. this to, like, you know, the, the PBS station or KPFT Pacifica? No, or? not... Uh, I would say... In a sense, maybe, but more local, dri- locally driven. Those kind of stations. That's what really bothers me about PBS and like NPR. They're national, so basically, what they do is like they they require their affiliate stations, which uh, to run X amount of programming. That's a national programming, and then you can run some local programming depending on where they really kind of decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from my experience with NPR. Uh, Which is odd because that's how most broadcast media works, like TV stations. You know, ABC they'll they'll run their soap operas during the day and primetime at night, but over overnight that's where you get the yeah the local stuff. So really, what the focus, the mission is to provide the community in Montgomery County uh, uh, entertainment and content that's directed for Montgomery County. Uh, And we really, I, I like one one of the things that was asked was. Are we going to take outside programming? Because there's so many people in the world who make their own podcasts or whatever. And really what I decided with that is it kind of just depends on the content. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, like hunting shows to me, there's not there's some hunting in Montgomery County, but hunting is more of a travel uh, extracurricular activity. So a lot of people who live here love hunting. But more likely than not, they go out of Montgomery County to go hunting. Allergies, I swear, by the way. You're good. Um, so that's something that, like, there are exceptions, mm-hmm. but really the main focus is local stuff. I want local people to make a fool of themselves and have, have it recorded. Well, we so. do it three times a week. Yeah. Although this last week, we've been kind of down. Well, we've been out. One of the biggest reasons we've been out is uh, the holidays. And also, we are changing the format of the show. We've been working on some stuff to do more outside the studio, kind of testing some stuff, because that's part of the new thing going forward is we're trying to get Dick and Skippy out of the radio station. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think really what we're going to try to focus on starting January is we're always going to have a show for at least an hour, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to do the current news, mm-hmm. start doing events around Montgomery County. So if you have an event or if you want to promote an event, Reach out to us, dickenskippy at gmail.com. Uh, and then we'll f- kind of talk about local news. But if we don't have a guest, the show will be like an hour or so. That way we can kind of do stuff outside. Um, and I want to give a shout out to, you know, we had some listeners who were actually contacting us yeah. because of that. You well, that's, know? that's so my Terry fault. and Bert and stuff. That's my fault. Uh, but social- we have listeners who miss us when we're not on the yeah, air. Yeah, I appreciate that too because it does let me know that I need to get on our social media more. I The thing that's happened with me being the general manager here is social media since it's integrated in my work for everything i don't want to touch it like it's just kind of like oh it's like me and website content if you go to my business's website i can't tell you the last time it's been updated because i'm too busy updating everyone else's websites and it's just one of those things it's a mental hurdle for me and i'll get over it uh what I need to do is talk to Taylor over at the OC Wellness because that dude's always jacked. Oh, I got to tell you a story, man. Um, so if you don't know, the Young Professional Conroe is a show here on Fridays at, I believe, uh, noon or one. I kind of can't really remember. But basically, it's local entrepreneurs, uh, young entrepreneurs doing a show called Young Professionals Conroe. 
And Taylor, uh, I think it's Koibian, uh, he he has his own business, the OC Wellness uh, Original Captain that we learned. That's what it meant. It's more, it's, he, he kind of does wellness. Yeah, I think he does like chiropractic work, wellness, nutrition, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but he always has energy. So I need to talk to him how he's so, those three dudes are all into the social media. They get it. And maybe it's an age thing. I'm not trying to age myself out of that. It's just, it's more of the inspiration is lacking to grab a phone and do mess with that stuff. Like, I just don't care. Like, I'm like, I've, I will post something when we do our videos, and that's about it. Um, you're you're rapidly approaching the age. I view <clears throat> epochs of age like commercials, <clears throat> like breakfast commercials. Like you start off being the kid who you know running around, and then eventually you become the age where you're rapidly becoming, where it's the parent who's having to deal yeah. with the kids, and then you get to be my age where I'm Wilfred Brimley, you know, eating the oatmeal, playing with the kids. Because I'm well, in my ad, second well, childhood. advertising has gotten so smart with the internet that they know how to target you in certain aspects. But then advertising really hasn't, it, it definitely has an effect on me. But with my age and stuff, I don't really know. I really haven't gotten to that point where I need the blue pill and I see the ad. I don't feel like, oh, I need to get my, was it Cialis? What, what, are you saying that I am Celebrex? looking at the blue pill? Are no. you saying that? Well, I mean, those ads, like, pharmaceutical ads are the best example of, like, they know their target audience. They're doing their damnedest to, like, convince you of buying this pill. Because they do everything where it's like, do you think you have a cold in the morning? Do you think, you know, and it's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, that is spot on advertising. Then they're showing, you know, so people my age doing a line dance or, you know, mountain cabin. When I see a movie, I'm like, oh, I want to see it or I don't want to see it. And I've always been that way when it comes to, like, trailers. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to purchasing stuff, some of the stuff is wild to me. Like, so Holly and I—we've talked about this in the past. We've been watching SVU, and it's on Hulu. So there's ads, and it's so funny that whoever does Hulu's sales, what they need to do when they talk to their advertisers is like, "Hey, we need like four commercials from you," because I'm getting the same commercials. Oh Lord, yes. And the funny thing about SVU is, it's just like any popular show. They they pump it full of ads. Like mm-hmm. so, for example, you start SV, you push play, right? Ad, mm-hmm. okay, a couple ads, like I think like two minutes of ads, and then it has the opening scene where it's like in today's society or whatever. I forget what it is, and it has the four minute like cold opening when someone gets murdered or whatever. Ad, uh-huh. right? And then you have the show for fifteen minutes. Ad, fifteen minutes. Ad. The best part is when it comes to the end, right? Right when the end, fade to black, Dick Wolf, ad. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then it plays the credits, ad. Yeah. And then it starts the next, the next episode. It's like pretty much the old days. So well, the reason I'm getting to that is recently we've been getting ads for two things, and it drives me nuts. Football, and it has this— it has NH, uh, NFL football? Yeah, okay. but it's, it has this song that they repeat the same thing over and over. It's like, I'm still running, I'm still running, about 40 times. Okay, that's the whole like that's the whole song. There's like maybe one lyric in it, and then it's just I'm still running for thirty seconds, and then another ad comes up, and it's hilarious. It's a dog food ad for fat dogs. Yeah, and it's a, it's an animated mo- sh- uh, cart- cartoon ad, and I'm like, why are they telling me this? Like our dog's not fat. Like this is so weird because dog obesity is a real deal. And in this commercial, they show this woman, I kid you not, have dog food. And on top of the dog food is a cake. 
and then like <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs on top of the dog food. And I'm like, what is going on in this commercial? But I'm so sick of those commercials and it's not going to convince me ever to buy their stuff. I want to call the NFL and be like, I don't care. Like, I don't I, like if I watch it, will you never play this ad again? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it just so you shut up. Speaking of which, uh, so I was broadcast, you know, I broadcast the, the local football games. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's this one team who will I, who will remain nameless, but they're banned. And this is always the away team. So this like happened like three or four times throughout the season. Near the end of the game, like all throughout the fourth quarter, they would start playing this, the same eight bars from the song. You know the song from from Muse? Uh, Come on! Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's real thumping drummy. Okay. It, uh, it's called Re- Rise Up or Uprising or Revolt. You know, it's one of those. But they would only play like eight measures. Oh. And then the drum would go oh. boom, boom. And they play it again. Oh, drive and then nuts. boom, boom. And then they play it again literally 30, 40 times in a row. Where I'm behind the camera screaming, I will give you all the cash in my pocket if you never play these eight bars again. And I finally found out. I was talking to um, an official at another game. I was I was kind of bemoaning that, going, "These guys are driving me crazy with that." I just I was filled with rage. If I ever hear that song again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throat punch someone. And he said that's why they do it. They, they like to jack with the other team, you know. Yeah. But but it's like but. Surely it's jacking with their own team because no one can put up with those same eight bar eight measures I like it. over and over and over again. Well, hey, before we get off into our loose conversation, let's let's talk about some things that are in the news. Okay. Uh, if you didn't know, the fifteenth was election day for some council people's position, mm-hmm. and I don't really know the if it's done yet because I checked the courier. They had an article uh, posted last night. If, if anyone doesn't know what the Courier is, it's a Conroe newspaper here. Um, the The last article they posted about the Porter versus Inman, uh, it says Porter was has a strong lead in the runoff. So I don't know if it's closed. I don't know when that stuff's going to close, but it looks like uh, she is in the lead. Uh, 63% of the votes so far. Nice. So, I'm not going to say the video I did for her that put her over the top. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just want to let people know that's happening. Uh, so that happened yesterday. You can't vote anymore. So March Reporter looks to be the next city council position. Uh, what, let me try to find which one it was. Yeah, here, here. Uh, Five. Because uh, the, the current mayor left that position to run for mayor. So... Right, and so I've actually going on. I've actually met him a few times because I've been doing some photos and videos uh, for the city of Conroe the last couple of weeks. Yeah. One of those was the mayor's uh, dinner, the official. Who pays for that? With the dinner? Yeah. As long as it wasn't me, I didn't care. It was I over at like, uh, like, oh, you're Margaritaville, what so. used to be the resort. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, the wife and I dressed up, and I uh, went out there, took a few hundred photos. And, uh, we were, we're not having loose conversations right now. We're doing the news. And then also in the news, last week, if you didn't know, uh, Montgomery County Judge Mark Keogh turned himself in for a DWI charge for mm-hmm. an accident that uh, it seemed— It happened in September, I think. Yeah, he caused an accident uh, early, like at 7 a.m. in the morning in the Woodlands, and he had ambient in system, I think— Three times the normal amount. I think that's what it was. I, I, I'm not sure, um, but if, if you read that, I'll go along with that. And then he had some uh, methamphetamine, or what, what's the word? It was like uppers, like Adderall. I don't think he had like meth. Yeah, these were, so th- things just to say, these are over-the-counter meds that were in a system, yeah. not alcohol. He's probably prescribed to them. Yeah, well, they, they were. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't know, and I found this out that, doing research for something else. 
Every time on a, you know, when you get your your over-the-counter meds, or I mean your, well, sometimes over-the-counter prescription meds, where it says, don't operate heavy machinery. The reason that's legally there is because a car counts as heavy machinery. And if you are on even the prescribed dosage, if you know, if you're like on cough syrup and it says, while you're taking this, don't operate it, you're not supposed to even drive because if you're in an accident and it's determined that you just had your nor- not even an overdosage, a normal dosage of this, you are driving under the influence, DUI. Yeah. I mean, if you have like two beers, conveniently, like if Folly has two beers, busted. Oh, if I have half a beer, that's yeah. why I never. I, I, if there's well, a six-hour window, what's interesting window. to me about this scenario is it took a while for it to happen. Like, so the accident happened in September 10th. On September 10th, I'm looking at it mm-hmm. at 7:30 a.m. Uh, he was behind the wheel when his SUV sideswiped another driver and then rear-ended a deputy constable patrol vehicle. Um, so, I, what I what I find interesting about this is the length it took to you know, basically charging with the DBI because you know they were trying to figure that out because September is a long time between December and, and December. Well, you had to wait for tox results and... Not that long. I don't feel like you wait that long. You can. I've watched SVU. Here's the thing. He wasn't uh, up for election, so it didn't really mess with any election schedules. It was... Sometimes it just takes, you know, the DA needs to decide if they're going to pursue it. Yeah. If you're an elected official, of course, extra consideration does come into it. So he's scheduled for his first uh, court appearance January 5th. Uh, the only person I know who would probably be having a field day with this is the Golden Hammer people because uh, they love this kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I, I wonder— oh, Who's the other one? The, the jackass? The Oh, yeah, the, 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 the East County guy. Yeah, um, I, I'm not calling him a name. That's his actual yeah, yeah, it's handle. Like that. I like it. I mean, you're getting these Alex the Jones kind of figures. I love Alex Jones kind of figures because, you know— but they they're just looking for views. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but I'm interested to see what how this turns out because it really got me thinking about you never hear you never see any advertising, you never hear of like people who get busted while on like Ambien, mm-hmm. like this person like this current case, and it's like no one really thinks of it as driving while intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when someone has like oh I got a DWI, it makes you rethink like oh they weren't just getting hammered. Well, there's at. always the assumption that's why the you know. DWI driving while intoxicated, and then some call it DUI driving under the influence. They basically mean the same thing, but also Isn't you it hear like county by county kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's yeah, everyone calls it different um, because it's how you determine it. You hear intoxicated just ninety nine point nine percent of the time. It's you think booze, or you hear DWI or DUI, you think it's booze, but it is really. It can be a prescription medicine with the proper dosage. So if you're out there, if you're on, you know. Uh, some kind of you know cold medicine or flu medicine or something. Read it. And I love to talk to a doctor because I'm like 7:30 a.m. on Ambien. A little early, don't you think? Well, it depends when he took it. You know, if you take if it's nighttime, if you took it at say midnight the night before, but it's a 12 hour dosage, yeah. then you're only seven hours into it. That's a, that's a hard life. <laughs> Thug life. Well, I'm just saying, like if that's the life you're living, taking mm-hmm. Ambien at midnight, something's going on. <laughs> I mean, I, that's yeah, that's, that's the truth. Well, uh, yeah, so that's really kind of the local news going on uh, with COVID, everything happening. I haven't really read anything about Montgomery County, especially with the county judge out. Uh, I don't know if he's in jail. I don't know idea where he is. No, I'm sure he turned himself right. in, went in front of the, you know, was arraigned, probably released on his own recognizance because, A, he's not a flight risk, but, B, this is not something that, you know, maybe he posted a, you know, $500 bond. I have no idea. But I he probably could have read the rest of the article and found out, but yeah. no, he, he immediately, immediately turned himself Skippy, in. It's loose news. <laughs> and, 
We're not fake news. We're loose news. That's right. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of locally. That's what's been about about it. You missed the parade last weekend. I didn't. Uh, I, I took many photographs. I'm telling of the it. audience if you missed it, it was kind of crazy downtown. Uh, it looked like it was a big success, so that's good. It uh, was. I, I love the number of floats. They a lot of pride went into yeah. them. You know, it just wasn't people was throwing cool. on a tractor trailer and driving. There were bands playing. Yeah, uh, good sound. My car got stuck, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess I can't leave." Ah, see, I, I went the other route. I parked like half a mile away, grabbed my camera. Well, I got equipment here like ran. at eight eight o'clock in the morning, uh, okay. and I was just working. Well, I showed up so. like. Four minutes before the parade began and set up literally right where the parade was starting and ending. So, so why aren't you moving to Conroe? Because it sounds like you're doing all. I'm Conroe doing a lot events. of Conroe type stuff too. Well, yeah. See, I'm the. Uh, I get the bridge between the two. Did you ever see Metropolis? The old movie, yeah. like the 30s, movie? 20s. Yeah. Huh? 20s. Oh, sorry. 1929, but you know who's counting. Yeah. But at the end, remember the the son. He's in the I middle up. between his father, who's the head of the the city, and the foreman, who's the worker, and he makes he's in the middle and he shakes both their hands and he's the guy in the middle bridging the two worlds. Yeah. That's me. Well, I mean, I'm bridging it, see, the woodlands. You're losing the woodlands though because it's going to be consumed by Houston, no matter what. I feel like that's going to no, happen. no. I can guarantee happen. you the annexation of Houston. It's going uh, ca- to ha- happen. It'll become its own entity, no. the woodlands. No, sorry, Gory. Also, don't forget it's spring. Sorry, Gory Bunch, they're coming for you. Also, it's don't already forget happening. the Woodlands is officially in spring, not Houston. So uh, Wait, Houston's going to come and take over everything. They're going to try to come into Montgomery County. You think it's going to go like the old city states, like Athens, where you know a city just grows? So well, I mean, much. since Trump's not president, we're going to have a civil war. So might as well just start <laughs> taking land, right? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm, I. I don't really know anything about that. I know that's a big topic for people who live in the Woodlands, but... Uh, yeah, no. Woodlands is... It's much like how, for the most part, Texans, all the Californians moving to Texas, and Texas is like, don't... don't you know, we want your I business, want everyone don't try here. to change it. I want everyone here. Everyone's going to... Once you start getting first, second generation Texans in, it's going to change. When the Finally, when the when the wall comes down, you're going to be like, let's Texas forever, you know? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Any other news out there, local or national? Uh, I couldn't really find anything local. I know there's a lot of things going on with families, Christmas. There's a lot of uh, uh, good opportunities. Margie Taylor of uh, Cotter Culture News is writing articles every day for the next 12 days, I think, about mm-hmm. uh, about nonprofits. Hopefully we're going to be featured. I have to write, and I, I, she asked me to write up an article, kind of like, like a gist of what the nonprofit now is doing with the station. I'm not very good at and I kind of like the way I always write is very uh, fastball. Like I just throw fastballs. That's all I do. Okay. There's not really any creativity to my 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 lineup. And so I was going to ask Sean if you, if you could help me with that. Cause Absolutely. You're the writer. I'm more of just uh, a, a body, a warm body, when it comes to the the world of the cycle of life here on Earth. And Hakuna Matata Dick. And uh, yeah, so if you're interested, look at the Courier every day, and uh, she's highlighting different nonprofits around Montgomery County and Conroe, especially. So if you're looking to volunteer or get involved with something going on for Christmas, yeah. And then uh, you know, Holly and I attended the brunch that happened at 202 next door for the first inaugural. I'm just telling you, every time they said first annual, I always thought of you. Uh, <laughs> so songwriter you know. brunch, and really uh-huh. what. It was it was a pleasant 
a uh, pleasant evening. If anyone didn't know about it, a couple weeks ago we had Keith from the Brain Iron 202 Main come in talk about something they're trying to start uh, once a year for Christmas. Uh, it's a brunch that features local singer-songwriters, and it's kind of a uh, it's a pricey ticket. It was pricey, uh, but you know we had the cocktails, we had a good time, the drinks were delicious, uh, the the music was fantastic, and the atmosphere was it was nice. It was a nice little uh, morning. To have it. The only thing we missing was the cigar because Hall and I got cigars afterwards, but then it started going crazy with weather, and so we couldn't really smoke our cigars. That kind of sucked. Aww. So, our anniversary cigars. Anniversary cigars, huh? Yeah. So is it, this is wait one year or two? Two years. Two years. Two years yeah. already. So yeah, I would uh, encourage people to check out the events they host over at two hundred two. So, there you go. The food was good. Brunch was good. Everything was good. Drinks were good, so yeah, that's about it, man. What 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 are you doing right now? I am looking at the cumulative report of the unofficial uh, city of Conroe runoff election results. Uh, with how? Why is it taking so long to count votes, man? Only like two thousand people voted. One well, people wanting to make sure with two thousand you know. people voted, <laughs> like or maybe twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. maybe. Again, even if it's a blowout, you have to certify it, which is why this 2,500 whole— 2,500 people only voted. But it looks like Marsha—this is unofficial—got 62.33% of the vote to— I already said that. Kelly Inman's 37—but no, this is—once uh, it's certified, congratulations to Marsha Porter. Coach Marsha Porter. I actually, you know, uh, dealt with her a few times. She's a— She's great. She's heavy in the arts too in this uh, city too. Yeah, which I'm a I'm a fan of. Well, yeah, because there's two theaters in downtown Conroe. I know, and, and one of the woodland. Speaking of so, which, can I can I pimp what's happening on Saturday? Sure. December nineteenth, Saturday, starting at five o'clock with the uh, uh, Woodland Symphony Orchestra, and then at six of the show, uh, Points North Theater at the Woodlands Waterway Square is putting on. A show called Holidays in the Woodlands. It's a 1940s USO style hey, you show. Tell me about this. It's not oh. boring. It's well, free, right? It's free. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. But yeah, the uh, cast and crew is doing good. No, uh, that's, that's a lot of 40s I mean, tunes. Let me. I want to ask, especially the audience uh, and you, Sean. Like, we're going into the next year, coming up on March. Would you say March is officially when this year's March was officially the COVID? Lockdown starting for yeah because the, the it was the Wait. last weekend of the rodeo that was the big <gasps> yeah I'm getting to the point now going forward is you know like when do you think people are going to be or more of the governments are going to be okay because the more I read about what's going on around the United States is different governments are t- handling it a little differently and like I know New York they shut down I think in person dining now. And then, like, Florida is keeping everything open. Texas is keeping everything open to the best of the ability. When do you see all that kind of stuff going away? Because I'm getting to the point where I can kind of conspiracy theory that one way or another it's not going away. Because it's really weird to me by the logic that you would shut down, like, in-person dining, but then it's like, they're following protocols set by the CDC, so it wasn't like they were having, you know, mosh pit parties at these restaurants. Mm-hmm. Is, does that make sense? Because yeah. I would say it, over the past like eight months, businesses have done their best to fit with the new 
to adapt calls and restaurants. That's why I eat out whenever I can afford to. Um, or when it's convenient. Does that or, make sense? No, a- absolutely. Like when we went to the 202, I mean, everything was spaced out. We never left. Everything was paper, plastic. Mm-hmm. We're saving the earth, by the way, by doing these protocols. <laughs> and we didn't have to do anything. Like the, the staff was washing and cleaning their hands after every time they... I mean, we didn't have to get up. That was the most beautiful thing. It's, and I love being served like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't do anything. And it's like, <laughs> and you just light this candle and you can get more service. I'm like, oh, I love it. I don't have to do anything. Um, but yeah, it kind of weirds me out that w- some people were reverting back to when it first started. Cause when it first started, I can understand cause no one really knew anything, but now that we've gone almost a full year, it's like, we kind of have an understanding of how everything works. So it's like, wear a mask, you know, six feet. If you're, you know, doing something that's sp- like, if you're in your house, I don't think you really have to be six feet from your family, but Hey man, in do, New York, do, you do. You have to wear your mask inside your I own mean, house and uh, isolate from your own well, family do you, members. Do you think they make those kind of decisions because it, it, di- it diverts attention to them actually enforcing certain things? Because I can see, it's like, say, if I was the governor of of La La Land, right, and it's like, hey, if you get caught, these are the punishments. Like if you're breaking protocols. Oh yeah, it's a total cash the, grab and and very capricious. How's it a cash grab to close down all the restaurants? You, you get fined. They're they're getting fined too. Well, I'm more of like obvious breaking of protocols. Like oh, you've had over 200 people in a residential house. Boom, you're getting in trouble. Yeah, you get arrested. You have to pay yeah. court fees. Yeah, I can and see fined. that. I can see that. Even that's kind of weird. But like, then why make the blanket thing going shut down everything? But even if it's targeted, look at some of these specifics. For instance, the the curfews personally crack me up. From 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., there's a curfew. You can't go outside. Now, if you were looking logistically at this, that's because the police were defunded, man. <laughs> but if you if you looked at this logically, it should be the other way around, where the curfew should be during daylight hours, of 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. And then no curfew at night because you'd be sleeping anyway. So no virus magically lays dormant until 9.59 p.m. and then goes back to sleep at 4.59 a.m. There is literally no reason for a nighttime curfew. There was an officer in the studio saying the curfew was really to deter uh, crime because of the percentage of crime uptick when it or something and it has on. nothing to do with public health on, yeah but, on, but here's but the thing like, you also no, have saying that those same officials bre- crime breeds when there's like yeah a but you also these the same on. officials who are paying the bail for rioters and no, looters and so that, people well, breaking that, curfew i mean that well that's what i was kind of going with my statement is like i just kind of it makes no sense to it, have a nighttime it's hard curfew. to wrap my head around it because especially with people who are struggling for work and having their business and dealing with their family. You, you see every day more and more of these videos, and you know some of them actually make it through on, on Twitter, but there are other video services you can watch. You know, People getting shut down, and they're saying, you're, you're, you're destroying my business. There's no way I can come back from this. Now think back to the early days of March, April, May, June, where it was, we just need to shut down for two weeks to flatten the curve, oh, and that's yeah. it. Well, they, it, it, they did. Well, what even this has taught you guys, this is my advice, this has taught me, I'm giving you advice now because I'm an expert, Shh, everyone is you have to have friends in high places to really achieve things because <laughs> that's when your industry survives is when you're able to bribe and convince these leaders to let you do what you want. And that's, that's just the way, that's the way the world works. So 
I mean, have you seen uh, was the last twenty four hours that tape leaked of Tom Cruise yelling at his crew? I I didn't hear the tape, but I read the I mean, article. It's pretty serious. I I, I kind of want to know what they did wrong because I mean he's yelling at he. So, there were two staffers. What well, they were coming grip staffers. Yeah, whatever. And they, they broke some protocol or they something. Were, they you don't were really know. Maskless and standing like two feet from each other. Now, there's no context. As, was this an ongoing thing where he kept on telling him over and over, you know, don't do this, don't do this? And this was a snapping point. Was he having a bad day like Christian Bale did that time when he was recorded? What's getting lost, I think, on a lot of people with this story is that Cruz is rightfully screaming at them. You doing this could possibly shut down this production, and we're paying thousands of people. They're going to lose their houses because you two just can't put on your mask. So, yeah, there's that. You mean their Hollywood houses? But that, And that's the second I'm part kidding. of that. I'm kidding. It's, uh, no, I, no. So a, a major Hollywood production can keep in business, well, but it, a, a home run uh, or a, a family business that's barely hanging on can't. Well, let's see. Yeah, you got to have friends so, in high places, Let's save Hollywood. Man. you got to have friends in high places. And, and okay, so this is kind of like where I was reflecting back to the decision, like in New York, is you know there's ways to set protocols where you have masks and like this is how you should operate within these parameters. Well, it's like they don't even give options to certain industries at all, and it's just like you're shut down. Mm-hmm. But then there's certain industries where it's like Amazon. I can't imagine Amazon closing down because everyone would freak. But that's the whole and point is because the people working for Amazon are at the work- same risk yeah. as everybody else, but. Small businesses are getting slaughtered, and as and exponentially, see, Amazon is picking up. You know what I see? I see there's a small movement of industries into the middle middle ground states. I also think of social media. The more you're not working, you're at home. The more you're on social media, so that it helps Facebook and Twitter and stuff. So of course, Bill Gates is going to keep on going on. Uh, and, and Mark Zuckerberg and keep doing these commercials and news things saying, oh, yeah, we got to lock down because they're directly benefiting. Bezos and Amazon are directly benefiting from this. So every time they say, oh, yeah, we got to stay shut down or they, they pour money into these uh, um, procedures to, to shut yeah. down, it's purely to, to help themselves out. There is nothing that separates Amazon's employees from Honor Cafe's employees. Yeah. They're at the exact same risk, but Amazon can go with impunity. I can see a lot of industries moving to the middle of the country just because the I feel like the middle of the country is more relaxed on things. Like that's why so many people are moving to Texas. Well, Texas in particular, and, not all, because you know technically, you know, New Mexico is. Middle you know what's funny, and I, I tell people this: you move to Texas, and then there's an apocalypse. Guess who's moving north? The cartels. So we're <laughs> going to be the first line of defense. So if you're ready to join. You know the Texan army to defend the cartels from taking over. I'm just letting you know you got to you got to sign on because if you're moving to Texas, we're the first line of defense. The first because the there's not like the cartels best. in Canada coming down. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's be real, folks. The Arctic cartel. So, uh, and actually, I've been writing a uh, kind of like a, a fun short about post-apocalyptic stuff, and that was part. That was one of the storylines. What do you think of that storyline? I love it. Because I was thinking of, like, you know, Galveston, because I really like Galveston. I wanted to shoot in Galveston. And I was like, what would really happen if, if you know, a blackout or whatever, you know, whatever kind yeah, of Yeah, one of those event, apocalyptic What would events. realistically happen? And I was like, well, eventually the cartels would be moving because they're already organized and they have the weapons. So it's like if you think about, like, there's probably 100,000 people in cartels, like, scattered. So it's like think of them as warlords. Mm-hmm. They're already established. And then they would just move north because that's where it's— 
you know. There were two things that were very telling. That's one such was a great idea. I am, <clears throat> that's such a cool. That's a well, cool idea. You love how Can it goes you the congratulate other way. me, please. Very, very nicely done. Congratulations. Remember the film, The Day After, Dennis Quaid, where you know global warming makes America go frigid. Oh, uh, the day after tomorrow. What, what did I say? The day, day after. after. Oh, so that was a different. I feel like that's a, another. Yeah, that was the nuclear one bomb one from the eighties. Yeah. Day after tomorrow, right? The most realistic moment of that entire movie. The wolves. The second most realistic moment of that entire movie. Uh, Grand Grand was it Grand Green or whatever was it? That person got cut, and then it's like. They don't have any, like, they're stuck in yeah, the library. Yeah, she got carrying. Okay, the, yeah. Emmy, Emmy Rossum gets cut. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the third most realistic part of that movie. Uh, there's a lot of books in the library. Yeah, they're burning books in the, the library, yeah. Was when people are trying to cross the border into Mexico, Mexico seals the borders and won't let anyone through until U.S. forgives all Mexican debt. Is that what it says? Yeah. I like it. That's the, the news reports. You I know, mean, they might finally as well. Open. If you're in, a, if you're in the bargaining chair, go for it, man. And because I can guarantee you, any foreign country, if America for once asks someone else, "Hey, we need your help," the first thing they'll, they will say is, "You absolve all de- our debt to you." Then, and which just ticks me off to to no end whatsoever. Yeah, but I mean, we're not. But also with that, did you ever read a book? It, it came out in the '80s called War Day. <laughs> yeah, right. It's called War Day. Uh, co-written by Whitley Stryber, who uh, wrote some horror books that became movies like Wolfen and, and stuff like that. And then one day, Stryber himself said he was kidnapped by aliens and probed and that it happened over years. And so okay. he started writing books I'm called Communion. Wait, Chris, hold on. This is a real person? Real thought, person. All right. I love it already. They did a movie about him. And Christopher Walken played him in the movie. So that kind of gives you a sense on how weird this guy is. Anyhow, he and this New York Times columnist co-wrote a book called War Day where they kind of wrote as themselves, mm-hmm. where they're giving a journal from World War th- after World War Three, 10 years after World War Three, But because it's nu- a nuclear exchange and it happened so quick because it knocked out everything, it only lasted one day, so it's called War Day. Mm-hmm. And they decide to, you know, they're both dying from cancer, so they decide to tour America the best they can to, to do journals. And you find out that America's been split up, you know, uh, in California, Mexico, New Mexico, Arizona kind of thing. It's become Axelan, which is all the Mexican cartels in South America. So this idea, my idea's already been taken? Damn it. Read, read War Day. It's really interesting. Damn it. Yeah. Well, one thing that's part of my idea is pirates will be back. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like Yar or, no, like or like, like Captain Phillips pirates, like Waterworld type pirates, where there's some bad things coming to to oh, you. The world and where you're literally there is no land whatsoever, no no mud, no dirt, no nothing, but the bad guys are dirty. That's oil. That's exhaust. You are literally surrounded. All you got to do is jump in the water for five seconds. They're oil. They're they don't they don't go in the water. Why not? They're smokers, dude. No, that whole movie is about not smoking. You know that, right? Yeah, the whole movie and, and is basically don't because they're on the Exxon Valdez. Yeah, no smoking, dude. Just don't don't be a smoker. Well, yeah, there's cigarette smoking, but You'll there's lose, also you... you know the Exxon. Oh, whatever, that movie's fun. That movie was horrible. It was fun. Like it wasn't trying to be more than. I mean, the only thing that was, I would say, he took it up to a notch that wasn't very fun was the Postman. The postman was cool. I love the Postman, but he got too like it was too like. Too messagey. It's like, oh, can we imagine a world without Postman? I'm like, we wouldn't survive as a society. And I'm like, no, right. no. See, what I got from the Postman is that communication is key. Well, yes, yeah, I'm saying, and it takes this one man communicating between two other 
that, that I mean, makes civilization. To me, Waterworld was an adventure film. To me, The Postman was more of like a reflection. And I don't really care that's, about... That's I deep. I don't I'll, really care I'll about that. I'll give you that. I want adventure. I want mutation. <laughs> I want weird lines. Nothing free. Nothing's free in Waterworld. Speaking of... Like, come on. Speaking about adventure and movies, movie. the cinemas are getting ready to the guy pees start in, back up. Guy, guy pees in a bucket and then drinks it because it turns into water. Like, who knew that could exist? Yeah, but scientifically... Salt water has less salt in it than your urine does, so I just don't know. scoop that in the in the, in the Re- ocean. Realistically, a guy wouldn't develop gills behind just his ears, right? So that's out the window already. Okay, <laughs> sorry for spoiler if you haven't seen the movie, but you need to see. I it. think it's there's fun. a I think there's a twenty year more and like in that whole scene where the guy paints his eyeball and gives him like those long eyelashes. Like, how is that not an adventure film? It's like it's all ridiculous. It's so much fun. There's no ridiculousness in the postman. It's too serious. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it to you. I mean, I, I like it. I need another adventure film like that. I need, I need more of that. Speaking of which, so the cinemas are getting ready to open back up. The James Bond movie. Yeah, no time you know, to I, was re- I was reading this uh, article in the UK. A cinema is not going to open back up because they're afraid of coronavirus. Like, they're the ones saying no, not the government. Mm-hmm. Because they were talking about uh, the one day Wonder Woman, so some theaters are opening up for that one day mm-hmm. to you know to show Wonder Woman or whatever. And like once it was like, no, we're not because we're afraid of spreading COVID. I'm like, all right, well if you don't want to open up, that's your your choice. Yeah. Uh, I noticed yesterday at Kroger, I was in line and there was an end cap and it had c- what's the, an end cap? The the like the at the end of the aisle, oh, okay, the, like the candy and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where it was on DVD and Blu-ray, Tenet. Yeah, so that was the out. movie that Christopher Nolan wrote and directed, or something yeah. like that. It uh, it it's probably, looks like it's Inception Part Two. Just see, from, that's a good adventure film, I bet. I because I, I know. Bet. I mean, I hope because that was the first movie that they were about to release it. Then he said no, and then they were going to show it on a HBO or something. How, how did that work out? To work, did it? It never got released in cinemas. No, did it's not. It? No, Tenet was the first film. That they were trying to bring people back to the cinema, but it never made it into but the it, cinema. It did. Oh, they I, just I, didn't make a lot of money. Okay, and rightfully so because no one wants to leave their house. They we have now started the first phase, like we did in the movie Wally, where we get chairs that float us around and we drink soda all day. We're in phase one. That's phase like sixty two. So now we're in phase one. Now everyone's getting comfortable. We don't have to go anywhere. We have favor apps where people can bring us stuff. It doesn't matter. We're we're good to go. Phase two will be the robots. Yeah, ironically, you want to stay like healthy and fit and exercise. Join the food service industry because that's the only one that's going to stay in business, delivering food to everyone else. Yeah, and then they find a reason to close it, and then well, the robot people come, and then the then DoorDash becomes robots. Hi, I'm DoorDash. Here robots. is your dinner. Well, ultimately, what's going to end up happening? Domino's is going to be pissed because they shot themselves in the foot for destroying all those really cool. Heating cars where they heat up their pizzas on the way oh, to did, you. Do they? they? They got rid of them and then like <laughs> yeah, I remember told you this. So uh, if I you, saw the cars. They yeah, were if great. you don't remember this, about I think it was about eight years ago, ten years ago, Domino's did a promotional deal where they built these custom SUVs, mini cars that had like the, ovens on the inside, like the ovens in them, so they keep your food warm and everything. Yeah, because I ran into that because you know I, I like YouTube. I like. Uh, craft channels and stuff, and when there's a car channel, I forget what it was called. Uh, the car, the car ch- channel. Well, it's one of these car channels where this guy w- finds unique cars, works on them, and makes them work. And he bought 
the Domino's car for I think like eight grand or something like that. Okay. And he is a whole his he talks about how to fix it and he really wanted to see how the mechanics work with the oven, blah 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 blah. Well anyway, he makes the video, Domino sues him. And basically said something about, like, down the line is, like, that you don't have the rights to show the car. You don't have the rights to show how it works. And then they were trying to uh, say, like, you don't own the car. We own the car. And it became, like, an online kind of thing. Interesting. I'd like to see how that turned out. I think it it, uh, basically he got to keep the car, but he couldn't show the branding or something. It was something where it could... Fuzz out the branding? Yeah, Yeah. or something like that. I forgot what it was. was, I I mean, I still saw the video, so... Very interesting. I should check that out. But, uh, but yeah, Domino's did that, and that was... They're 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 shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, they, Randalls shot themselves in the foot when they all three shut down in the woodlands. All the Randalls left the woodlands, and then like two weeks later, no, they the shot COVID themselves did. in the foot. We've already talked about this because they charged so much more money than everyone else. Their their PR was horrible. Their PR was horrible. But if you knew how to shop there, I'm still spending more money at Kroger and HEB than I ever did. Their at PR Randall's. was horrible. Their stores were horrible. The only people that actually mattered there were maybe the employees. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're still questionable because who wants to work for for them? Not H-E-B or Kroger. So, like, basically, to me, they're bottom wow, of the barrel. why you got to hate? I'm just kidding. He's a hater. Well, because I worked at Kroger. I worked at Albertsons, and then I worked at Kroger, and then, yeah. I miss Safeway. But. I miss I miss using my green stamps. Well, you know, that's the conspiracy theory from the Amazon thing, right? What? We, told, we talked about that. It was, uh. Basically, the, a lot of the rulings in COVID and everything, it's to shut down the smaller businesses. Yeah, that's what so. I was saying. Amazon directs the results from every day. There's a shutdown or lockdown where small business get. So hit. we're gonna. So someone I was reading somewhere like they said in uh, February, February March, there's gonna be a huge push for Amazon and, and other bigger industries to create these new, new avenues to basically fight COVID. So, like, get all your groceries delivered, mm-hmm. you know, grocery pick. Like, it's going to be, it's not, like, basically, it's the ultimate answer to fighting COVID. Now, what needs to happen after that? Because in order to help small business in general survive, is Amazon starts I mean, H-E-B creating. already did it. They per- I think H-E-B bought Favor, the app people. Oh, okay. People deliver stuff. But I can see down the line Amazon, like, opening up. Pop-up shops or even bodegas or whatever, bodegas, not pagodas, uh, bodegas of, you know, Amazon groceries to where it's a grocery store or at least a smaller one. Like well, a they bought grocery. World Market or whatever. Yeah, but it put it under the Amazon or, brand. What uh, they Whole buy? Foods. Whole Foods. Whole Foods? Yeah. And, well, I think Whole Foods is kind of like the, uh, the, the litmus test for this, the pilot program, to where a- Amazon will have Amazon sporting goods or Amazon grocers mm. or Amazon. Well, I always thought Amazon was more of a delivery, not they don't have. Well, I know but they, they have need warehouses. to do some brick and mortar if they because if they have everything in a warehouse to where everything's delivered, then then small businesses will get destroyed. And yeah, Amazon they already are. Will get a backlash if Amazon no, wants to give back to the community. No, they want. They money, create their own brick and mortar. Money stores, talks, dude. Money talks. They'll still make money. Yes, I'm saying. But it'll be with with local businesses and brick and mortars. No, where, I'm talking about people purchasing. In what way? You so, are. like, if I'm upset that my local grocery store is closing, but it's still cheaper to order Amazon, and I don't have to go to the store, people, people are going to want to go to the store eventually. Nah. They're going to get tired of being nah. shut down. Nah, you want to go to the, That's why HEB's packed every time I go, and Kroger's packed. Nah, nah, nah. People aren't doing the curbside. Oh, people are oh, doing the curbside. Yeah, Karen's are doing the curbsides. You're an idiot. 
You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Skippy. We're going to take a break. We're I'm going to magically back. change our change, yeah. We're going to magically change our clothes. When we come back, we're going to be talking to our special guest. Uh, you know the name. It's uh, Doctor Kala Hewlett from, from Back Pain and si- si- Sciatica. Sciatica Center. The yes, the Center of Texas here in Conroe. Uh, the we record this interview, guys. So after the interview, we'll be back to close out the show. Thank you so much for staying tuned. We're going to take a quick sponsored break uh, and hear a word from them because they support this show. When you hear this pre-recorded thing, you can make comments. They're going to uh, watch. Uh, uh, Kala's going to gonna watch and can answer questions live. Yeah. So it's as if it were live because it's magic. Cool. We'll be right back. <laughs> take a skip in the mornings. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org. Because every life matters. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. If you're watching us, you see I've magically changed my clothes. So have you, Dick. I've no, gotten I way no, more fashionable. I, I plan on Are staying in the same, same clothes till Wednesday. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to get the Don Johnson razor to make sure my stubble is the same, same length here. Well, through the magic of modern technology, we're actually recording. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're listening to Dick and Skippy from the past. So hello, future people. That's true. We're... Uh, <laughs> 
broadcast or we're recording this part on Monday morning because Dick is recovering from his anniversary, and I'm sure we'll be have been. We will have been been talking about this. Yeah, time travel messes up with tenses, and, and it's hard to parse a sentence. When That's you're, why there's a pill for it. Well, there's there's also could possibly be an injection. Yeah, a butt injection just for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, also if you're uh, watching us, you'll see we have an extra person in the studio yes, here. Yes, we have a guest. We do indeed. So I'm going to make sure I get the everything now. So this is Dr. Kala Hewlett, and Sherry's hiding outside because she didn't want to come in. But uh, so Kala is with the Back Pain and Sciatica Center of Texas. Tell me, I got all that pronounced right? You said that all wonderful. Huzzah! Yeah. I'm impressed. Um, I will let our listeners know in the description on our Facebook and YouTube and wherever you're listening besides the FM, we wrote down all the addresses for today's guests, like the URLs and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and so. you can also hit, if you go to Facebook, just look up Conroe Wellness, and it's right there. Yeah, pretty, yeah, easy to simple. find. Easy to find. There we go. Well, welcome. Appreciate having you in here today. Well, thanks for having us on the show, Jay. I'm excited to be here. So uh, with listeners listening in, let's talk about what you do at the well, uh, Conroe Wellness. So we'll... I'll give you a little history, if that's all right. Sure. Yeah. We've been in Conroe. We're finishing our 12th year. So it was January 5th, 2009. We opened up Conroe Family Chiropractic. Okay. We were just right off 105, close to Conroe High School. And we did your traditional chiropractic work, um, neck pain, back pain, things like that, and got really good results. Well, as we were there longer, we started seeing patients with more difficult conditions that needed more than just an adjustment. And so we started taking on these harder cases. We started learning more things about right, how do we take care of someone with a really severe, like, bulging disc or um, a disc herniation, whether it's in the neck or back or sciatica. So as we started evolving as a practice and doing more and more, we changed our name, gosh, it was four years ago now, to Back Pain and Sciatica Center of Texas, just to better represent more of the things we started specializing in. We still do the normal chiropractic. We just started adding and we integrate our office. We brought in some medical professionals as well with our chiropractic professionals. And now the next evolution is actually happening in February of 2021, so just in a couple months, mm -hmm. where we're going to be back pain and joint center of Texas. And that's just the further evolution of not only take care of backs, but we've also started taking care of joints like the knee, the hip, the shoulder. But we all do it under that same like sandbox, if you will, of like our niche is we help people get out of pain, get off pain medication, and avoid surgery. That's our that's our gig. Awesome. And just a quick uh, clarification for a couple of our listeners out there. When he said a joint center, he meant knees, elbows. He didn't mean what you think he meant. <laughs> we have to, you know, clarify for some of clarify our clarify that that way. Some of our morning listeners, for a, a, a prescription for some other type of joints. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, if you don't mind. Uh, I, of course, know the answer to this, but I, I don't think Dick does. What is sciatica? Ah, sciatica is one of the most mispronounced words, and unless you've ever had it, you probably have no idea what it is, and you're going to mispronounce it. So sciatic is the name of a large nerve that goes from the back through the buttock and down the leg. So if you ever had, like, buttock and leg pain, mm -hmm. that's often referred to as sciatica pain. So it's just the name of a large nerve that's actually about the size of your thumb, when it goes to the buttock area, and it goes all the way down to the toe. Wow. Okay. Now, now I know. It, well, I mean, I knew, but now Dick knows. <laughs> yeah. You knew already, didn't you? Dang it. I mean, I I just don't have pain. Is that what it is? So I've never experienced. Yeah, are you painless? Pain. <laughs> yeah. 
so uh, talk to me. Uh, how did this, how did this get started? Uh, uh, did you like wake up one Tuesday morning as a teenager and say, "Hey, I want to grow up to be uh, to, to run a, a uh, back and joint clinic"? Or well, a funny story. So actually, when I was a kid, like most great young boys, I broke some bones, right? And I broke a couple bones, but one particular was that I broke my arm. And I remember, it was, gosh, I was six, seven years old. I bet that wasn't humorous. <laughs> ah. I've been saving that one. Go ahead, please. That was a soft pitch for you. <laughs> yeah, right. For you. Thanks for the lob. Um, anyways, and as it was just a really, I remember looking back, it was a cool experience because I go to this doctor and I get to wear a cast and all your friends sign it. And it's just, it's a cool experience. And from that time on, I even have like my mom and dad saved it when I was eight years old, like a list of goals and things you want to do. And one of them was become an orthopedic surgeon. Really? Right? Just because I was really, I don't know, just fascinated with the human body and healing and bones. And as time went on, as it's, so that's, you know, you're eight years old. But as I got closer to graduating high school in that time period where it's like looking at college and career paths, we had family friends who were different healthcare providers. One was an orthopedic surgeon, totally awesome guy. But I realized, like, the amount of time and energy he dedicated toward his craft, he had no personal life. Like, he was probably, gosh, in like in his 50s, just getting married. He was great at what he did. He taught at one of the local universities. Um, but he was, like, married to the pager. I don't know if they have pagers anymore. Uh, yeah, for our younger audiences, these were uh, smartphones that weren't so smart, and they just <laughs> went one way. They would tell you who to call. You'd have to find and a, then you have to find a phone. phone booth. <laughs> and a phone booth is where Superman used to get changed into his costume. Other things happen there, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could cram in 14 nerds on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Bill and Ted used it for uh, time travel. Yeah. There we well, go. If you need so. a visual, watch Bill and Ted. That's a phone <laughs> booth. Um, but anyways, I, I realized, gosh, I, I wanted a, a different quality of life. Like family is always important to me. So I wanted to be able to do other things just besides be married to the pager and live at the hospital. But I was still fascinated with healthcare, So I was like, all right, what else can I do? We had another family friend who was a dentist. And I was like, all right, that seems cool, but I don't think I'm going to look at teeth all day. <laughs> and uh, long story short, we actually found someone else who was a chiropractor who was a family friend. And went to their office and hung out with them for about half a day. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, you're helping people get better, but you're doing it without just, like, prescribing medication and right, saying, hey, take two and, you know, call me in the morning. He was actually working with his hands, helping people get out of pain, get off pain medication, avoid surgery. And so as I started learning more about that, I realized that just naturally gravitated toward that type of healing profession. And the rest is history. And, and how old were you when that went down? Gosh, that would have been – so it was late – Late high school, so 18, 19 <laughs> in there, somewhere there. Yeah. So this guy's trying to figure out what doctor he wants to be, not just I want to be a doctor when I grow up, but okay, I'm going to be a doctor. What do I want? At a point in life where I was <laughs> learning the Macarena, I think, maybe. I don't <laughs> that was my high point of that year. What about you, Dick? I thought you were just coming out of the coal mine. No, that was when I was eight. Oh, it was eight. Yeah, okay. yeah, this was way back when. Well, so you, you're 18, you decided to do it, and then today you're uh, a brick-and-mortar store, and people can visit you, and you know you do all sorts of services for folks. We do. We do. So we you know, are that, that umbrella of helping people, you know, as I mentioned, get out of pain, but we, we do it uniquely. Like I think in the chiropractic field, it's probably one of the most misunderstood. Uh, if you've ever seen a, a bad comedy show where there is – it's different sitcoms. Some people have different preconceived notion of what a chiropractor is. I'll have to admit, I'm one of them. I have, outside of like spiders and snakes, I have two mortal terrors in my life. One is metal tape measures. Okay. 
I in a past life I must have had my throat slit or something because I've just I've, I'm terrified when the when they come reeling back oh in. Oh my gosh, it's weird. <clears throat> but the other one has been chiropractic just because I just know that I'm going to get the 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 student who's going to you know paralyze me from the nose down. And I know it's not practical, but mm-hmm. help me get over this fear. Talk, no, talk it, to me it is a it. real fear. That's a lot of people be like, hey, I. I you know, I saw a lot of Chuck Norris movies growing up. Is that what you're going to do to me? <laughs> right. I was like, well, yes. I woke up today thinking, how many people's neck can I break like Chuck Norris? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But then my malpractice <laughs> carry got upset, so I said, quit breaking people's neck. <laughs> uh, but no, in all, nice. in all seriousness, it is. I found a lot of people just what I call the fear of the unknown. You don't know it, and so you're like, man, I just got to stay away from it. The best way I can describe what we do is, like, imagine driving – driving down the road, and you mm-hmm. accidentally hit the curb with your left front tire. So now your left front tire goes out of alignment, and now your car starts to ride wonky, and eventually the tire starts to wear and tear abnormally because of the misalignment. Well, that's what happens to our bodies. We have 24 movable bones in our back, like from our neck all the way down to the lower part of our back. Mm. And sometimes those bones, they, they just get kinked. They get out of place. We have poor posture. We lift. We bend incorrectly. We're humans, right? So if one or more of the bones get stuck out of place, it'll start to rub (laughs) abnormally. Gravity's a problem. (coughs) It is at my age. I've actually shrunk an inch in my head. Yeah, because I always always thought of chiropractic work is you're a specialist at getting that kink out of someone's back. Because, like, my friend's always like, hey, lift me up or, like, step on my back or, you know, that. I was like, no, I'm never doing that. Like, (laughs) but I bet there's people who know how to do that, so you should probably go talk to them. That's 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 how I always thought of it as like you had that one, you develop that one issue that like only a certain type of person who knows how to manipulate the body to get to that point, and then fix it for you. And then that's how I always saw it. But I like the what you're saying about alignment. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense on that. So is that what chiropractic does? It kind of realigns. We the, do. So the first thing, if something out of alignment, we have to fix the alignment. And that's where arthritis and degeneration or even pinched nerves, and that's what creates yeah. the pain, is because something's out of place, out of alignment. Not to where you're disabled and you need surgery, but to a point where it's creating pain and discomfort. Well, it's like if you sit at a chair, you know, nine hours of the day, and you sit a certain way, and over a course of, like, ten years, you're going to, like, even put all your pressure on the ball of your foot, your left foot, say, and that starts developing some problems. It's very similar. And I can I can totally see it being a need in the community just because you have no idea why your back hurts, but it just hurts. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, it's it's adjusting that bone in the right way because mm-hmm. there's multiple ways that bone can move. <laughs> now, I often joke, like, look, I have a pocket knife, right? That doesn't make me a surgeon. Like, just because I can cut skin or I've cut myself shaving, it doesn't mean I'm a surgeon. Just because someone can pop a back, like, you know, give the f- big old football coach hug, doesn't mean they're a chiropractor or they're actually moving the right bone. Oh well, yeah, that's <laughs> so. Yeah, that well, because you guys, what's interesting that I've seen you guys work, and it, it's almost like you have to have that knowledge of of experience because you said you've been around for over ten years uh, at this at this one place, Connor Wellness, and that's on the Facebook. I guess can I say that? Is that all right if I call it Connor Wellness? You can call that and. Uh, through that experience, you can actually see people knowing how to adjust people. Because to me, it's like I have an idea of what anatomy is, but like there's no way I know how to manipulate. That's why when I see those guys at party, here, let me let me f- cross your arms. And, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this. When I now like the shoulder bones and like and like you said, the sciatica nerve. Like to me, I feel like that would just I would paralyze somebody, and that's probably what would happen. Because is there any such thing as maintenance chiropractic in the sense that 
uh, taking the car analogy, sometimes you take it into it. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be I've like heard of that. too bad. I've heard of that because, like, I know some people have a certain pain that the dot, like, when they go to, like, say, a spine surgeon or something, they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, we can't really do anything about this because either a technology isn't there yet, or like medical research isn't there where we can go in there without causing major harm to try to fix a problem that's very minor." And, and that's our specialty, right? In between someone being perfectly healthy and someone being bad enough where they need a surgery, whether it's a fusion or they got to put rods in the yeah. spine, like that's a wide spectrum. And that's when some people see the surgeon, they're like, hey, it's not bad enough. Let's just wait until it gets bad enough and then we'll do the surgery. And they're like, well, what am I supposed to do between then? And they're like, yeah, I just take some pain pills. And then you get the yeah. opioid crisis, which mm. we're, we're still in the midst the of. Chiropractic people to me are voodoo people. <laughs> like magic voodoo. Yeah, like because you don't know, like they're not putting thing in you. They're just doing something, and all of a sudden you're feeling better. <laughs> and you're like, this is weird. Like this is weird to me. I and told you, without getting n- new agey, I really believe that everything wrong that could be wrong with someone, there's a natural, like somewhere in a rainforest. or so. It's like aloe vera is proof that. We got a plant. Well, I would encourage every listener burns. to go just to so. There's always a natural thing instead of pumping what, yourself. What's full the generic thing when you go to the car? Like get an adjustment. <clears throat> like that's that, yeah. and that's where we started. Like we started doing the adjustment. Yeah, everyone should do that because I've done that once, okay. and it's like you didn't even know your body could do that. Yeah. Like the way you re- like way I res- my body responded to but a workover. So I gotta ask what what is an like adjustment consist of? So uh, the first part of the adjustment is the assessment. When someone comes in, it's all right, hey, do you even need an adjustment, right? As you know, the, the drunk guy can give you a hug and make your back pop. That doesn't make it an adjustment. That doesn't mean that <laughs> needs a back pop. Do you need an adjustment? Is one of the 24 movable bones actually out of proper alignment? So we assess that through, we use our hands, right? Mm-hmm. We check the back. Certain cases, we'll actually take x-rays, right? We have x-ray unit in our office, so we can actually identify if one or more of the bones is out of place. Now, here's where it gets interesting, which is really cool. The spine is like the breaker box. Meaning, out of your spine, you have these nerves, and every single organ in your body is attached to one of those nerves. So, for example, like in between the shoulder blades, you have nerves that control that not only the muscles back there, but also parts of those nerves will go to the heart and the lung area. A little bit lower in the middle back, parts of those nerves go to your digestive organs. So if one of those bones get out of place, sometimes you'll have pain in the muscle, back pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll have digestive issues. So if the nerve is pinched, that controls digestion or your colon, well, your colon's not going to work like it's supposed to. No, I had no idea about that. That makes sense. Now he's coming in for an adjustment. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm of a certain age where maybe I might need one. That's why I need to overcome my. That's why I only use the cloth uh, tape measures. So you know. <laughs> well, help break those fears. Well, break those fears. One by one. Uh, now, Dick pointed out earlier. I can't wait to bring a tape measure here and just kind of <laughs> casually bring it out. Yeah. You would do that. It's like yeah. if I told you, you know, my fear of tarantulas, would you bring in a tarantula yeah, and toss it at me? You would, wouldn't you? I wouldn't toss it at you. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I need to measure this table real quick. Will you get out of my way? And I just pull it out. Have a tarantula at the far end of it. Yeah. yeah I, I knew it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, but Dick did say uh, you're brick and mortar. The, the the back pain and sciatica center. Did I get that right? Yes, back pain and sciatica center of Texas. Yeah, of Texas. See, I didn't even look. 
Well, that's your job. Yeah, you have one job is to know everyone's name. It's like the Titanic the lookout. Dude, you my, have one my job. My job is making sure the camera is on people and we're, we're rolling. Right. Now, by the way, as we talk to Kyle here, if you have any questions about chiropractic or yeah. or uh, uh, sciatica or back pain, you know, drop some comments. Even though we're, we're this is pre-recorded, I know Kyle is going to be watching as, as this yeah. goes. And, and so pop in with your questions. But as, <clears throat> So you are brick and mortar. How have you had to change in this COVID world of because you know you are touching i bet you had to wear a mask well yeah it's uh it's great to see you're in business because i think a lot of you know in-person businesses are are suffering big time so how have you managed this so we were were fortunate where the department of homeland security released a document toward the beginning of all this identifying what they deemed were essential i know that's that could be a a very hot topic but Mm -hmm. fortunately they said hey as a healthcare professional you guys are essential um, because if someone has pain issues, the last place they wanted to be was the hospital. It's like if someone had back pain, and that's one of the leading causes or reasons people go to the hospital, or even to their primary care doc, they're like, wait, someone thinks they have COVID, they're going to the hospital. If someone thinks they're going to have, they have COVID, they're going to their primary care. So people that had back pain, they said, look, don't go to the hospital, don't go to your primary care. Utilize people like us to take the burden that they were anticipating off of the hospitals so it could free up those doctors for taking care of COVID. So we were fortunate to be able to stay open through all this. Now, there were times, though, sitting off 105 by Conroe High School, <laughs> where it was like a, a zombie apocalypse. There'd be like one car drive by down, and then it'd be, it felt like, you know, an hour later, maybe it was two minutes, but, you know, another car would drive by. Right. So we, we had some people that were just really scared to leave their house. Um, and but overall, we stayed open through the whole thing still open and been able to take care of people. We, we modified our treatment hours, so we reduced the number of patients in the office at one time, um, and we had to move some other things around. Uh, but overall, we've remained open and are still open to help people uh, with their back issues, so that way they don't have to go to the hospital uh, and potentially be exposed to someone with COVID. Cool. So if someone's on the fence about coming in and say someone like me, uh, put their minds at rest. How, how, what protocols do you have in place so someone can know they can come in and be safe and leave yep. kind of feeling better than so we, we have private evaluation rooms. So first, we'll invite you to fill out your initial paperwork at home. Mm-hmm. That way, that'll it will save you from having to sit in the office. When you do come in, uh, you'll go straight to one of our private consultation rooms, uh, private examination rooms. And then depending on the condition, sometimes we see people in the office for treatment. Sometimes we're having them do things at home. Uh, and then we had a limited number of people in the office at one time as well. So it's not like being an HEB uh, <laughs> or Home Depot where you're shoulder to shoulder packed with people. Well, it's been scientifically proven that COVID does not enter Home Depots. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I also don't think chiropractors. And it also chiro- uh, <laughs> it only comes out at 10:01 p.m. I don't think chiropractors work on like five patients at once, like a. They could. I wonder <laughs> if it's like a you know dueling like an octopus. He's weird. got two arms. That'd be yeah. really weird. So so we we check that. We you know we'll check you out. See mm-hmm. what need go going back to the question. We'll do an exam, take some x-rays if needed, see what needs to, what we need to do for treatment. And chiropractic is one of the things we do. We also do physical rehabilitation. Okay. So, like, if something's out of place, like if someone's got a bone out of place, it's pinching a nerve. You would know that, right? right? Like, when you say bone out of place, you don't mean, like, a broken bone. Not you like mean... a broken bone, but, like, someone where, man, I can't sleep because I got this terrible pain in my back. Or yeah. Like a slip disc or yeah. something. Or okay. in my neck, and it's going down my arm. Like, they'll know. Um, and usually their spouse or friends driving them up. Sometimes they come, the guys, of course, we wait the longest, so they'll come hobbling in, be like, oh, help me. We're like, how long has this been like this? We're like, 
just this morning, and then they're like, they confess. All right, it's been like this for this last six months. I just was too stubborn to do anything. Yeah, now I literally can't. Yeah, I was limping for a month before my wife made me go exactly. get it checked out. Yeah, but I got to go to work this afternoon. <laughs> Can you do a miracle? <laughs> uh, and we do our best, of course. <laughs> now, um, so we'll, we do chiropractic work because mm-hmm. if something's out of place, you got to put back in place. Yeah. Now, the second part we added over the years was physical rehab. So, like, muscles keep bones in place. So, if the bone keeps going out of place, like, we got to stabilize the muscles around there. So, mm. we do physical rehabilitation in the office. And then, in some cases, like in the knee or shoulder or hip joint, you can actually have, like, cartilage and other parts of the tissue that wear out. So, we added medical services a few years back. We actually do some really cool injections, like regenerative cell therapy with PRP uh, and growth factors where we inject certain cells into that knee or shoulder mm-hmm. and it actually helps to repair the tissue in there nice so very yeah, i've heard of that i've heard of that because yeah. a lot of fighters and stuff you do that kind of stuff and like wrestlers and stuff because james bond having him probably in, in, <laughs> yeah, he's um, juicing inspector um, but you mentioned wrestlers like prp has been around for probably almost 20 years and mainly used like with wrestlers yeah uh professional athletes um whether it's nba nfl all these guys just because they got to get. They don't have time to be down with surgery. Like that's their absolute last resort. Mm-hmm. So they're using all these regenerative or other type of non-surgical methods to get back on the field or on the mat. That's cool. Now I know one thing you uh, you guys are telling us is y'all do a special where you are asking businesses if they're interested. You guys go out to businesses and do like B twelve shots and things like that. Kind of like a. Okay, you got to talk to me, Carla, about because I see it on TV all the time. You know, you get a B twelve. I was watching a Would sitcom. I, if I got drug and tested, like, yeah, I feel great. If I got drug tested and I did a B twelve shot, what would they know? They know that you took B twelve domestic cocaine use. I okay, guess. is that is that how it works? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, kinda, I just kinda, kinda I kinda joke sort of not really. <laughs> well, because like it was well the reason it's interesting because the way some of the uh, medical stuff's going, like you said, for the injections for the knees and stuff. And, you know, if you're a professional athlete and you're always constantly trying to keep your body up, up to 100%, eventually something's going to happen when they de- drug test people. It's like, well, you got a high volume of XYZ. What is this? And it's like, well, I take B12 every single day, you know, like. Well, talk to yeah. me about B12, because like I said, on TV, it seems to be like this wonderful panacea of, of, you know, it's this wonderful thing. What is it? Obviously, it's a vitamin, but how does it affect? So B12 people? is a vitamin. What we started doing. Um, November, we made the decision. Mm-hmm. Actually, we started doing it in our office when COVID hit. We started doing B12 shots for all of our patients. We just, it was on the house. We weren't charging for it. When people would come for their appointments, they'd get a free B12. And on average, it'd be once every two weeks to once a month. Because, like, if you did an injection every day, that is overkill. Yeah. Man, um, usually it's a koozie I get extra. This yeah. is awesome. So <laughs> keep going. Um, and what we want to do, because it's helps support the immune system. So as huh. we know people will stress, B12 has multiple functions, including stress depletes B12. So think of, like, when your body's really stressed, as everybody was, because the economy and COVID and all these fears of the unknown, going back to April, May, June, and even now our B12 was getting depleted, so it was weakening our body. So B12 does a couple of things. One, it helps boost the metabolism, so people get an energy boost. B12 also supports your immune system by helping make something called natural killer cells. Okay. Right, and that sounds like a crazy awesome movie that Woody Harrelson was probably in years ago. Name of my next band, but continue. (laughs) So it helps increase the production of natural killer cells in your body, and those cells are like the James Bond ninjas of the body. 
their job, they are the frontline defense. And whenever your body comes in contact with a bacteria or a virus that it's never seen before, these natural killers, they kill them before they actually get further into the body. So we were like, hey, we got to get these natural killer cells up for our patients. Um, it's great for heart health and skin health as well, but we were focusing mainly on the immune system. So when cold and flu season hit, um, you see a lot of places we're doing uh, flu shots, right? And so we're like, hey, there's other places for the flu shot. There's, you can go to the grocery store and get that. Mm -hmm. We wanted to provide a way that we could support the body's immune system. So we said, let's just donate these to the community and go to different businesses and organizations. And we take our medical provider there and we would do complimented B12 shots to help boost their natural killer cells and get them stronger and help them uh, fight off these cold and viruses that are out there. So, and so if businesses cool. are interested in this, they just contact your office? Yep, just contact our office. And then as long as we have, because we have to bring our, our medical provider out there, uh, as long as there's at least a dozen people, we'll come out there. All right. Well, that's cool. I kind of feel bad for vitamin B11, though. Like, <laughs> you didn't make it, kid. <laughs> That's, Watch that's, out! Someone doesn't move in. Make sure someone doesn't move in next door and start offering, you know, B thirteen shots because then you'll have to up your game too. Or like B fourteen, then we'll do like <laughs> B infinity shots. <laughs> You're right. It's gonna be good for you. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. That I mean, it sounds See, like I, you do a lot of stuff. I and told you, there's natural stuff out there. I'm not saying for every little thing, but you know, it's okay. nice to have a natural. You, you look at man. Boost. Right. Mankind has been around for thousands of years, right? And we've survived all sorts of bacteria, viruses. Yes, people have died over you know, the generations of time. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. You look at modern medicine, which does a lot of good, right? There's a lot of great that modern medicine does, but it's not the only way to treat things. Like you look over in the East and the Orient and other parts of the globe, uh, they've been treating conditions, various types of conditions, for you know, thousands of years using whatever just God put on the earth, and whether it's herbs or mm -hmm. you know, crush this up, smoke this, drink this, eat this. Um, so there's definitely some benefits to those things, 100%. Yeah. Well, if you're having any uh, pains or any aches or anything like that, give you guys a call, right? Absolutely. We'd be glad to take care of you. Where are you located? And give the, the address and all that stuff again. So we're at 3401 West Davis Street, which is real close to Conroe High School off 105. Okay. Um, and then in the first part of next year, we're going to be moving off of 336 Loop. Uh, closer to the hospital into a new medical complex. Solid oh, wow. choice. All right. So this is the Back Pain and Sciatica Center of Texas. Uh, we've been talking to, to Dr. Kala Hewlett. Yay, see, all of this from memory. So B12 helps your there memory, you too. Uh, and they're going beyond just back pain and sciatica. There's joint pain. There's rehabilitation going on. Some great services happening there. All right. Well, we're going to uh, be taking a break. And when we Kyle, come back, it's just going to be Sean and I to close out the show. So, awesome. Kyle, thanks so much for being in the studio with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having you guys. Got an awesome show here. Thank you. I'm going to go change my shirt now. All right, we'll be right back. I'm Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? 
Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on... 104.5 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We're back on Taking Skippy in the Mornings. 1032. Hope you enjoyed that interview with our special guest. If you missed the interview, don't, don't. Be afraid. We have everything on recording, podcast, YouTube, all that stuff, Facebook. Uh, Dr. Kala Ulett. Yeah. From the Back Pain and sci- Sciatica yes. Center of Texas. I'm so proud of I you. I want to do a B12 shot on the air, but uh, we'll, we'll try to figure that one out. That'd be fun. Yeah. Works for me. But yeah, we're back. And uh, today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Clean and C3 Creative Content Creations. Special thanks to those guys. You can find out more information about our sponsors in the descriptions in our website, IRLinster.com slash Dick and Skippy. If you're interested in supporting the supporting the show, please contact us, Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. We are a nonprofit now. And so that's we can you can donate, you can do all that kind of stuff. Facebook's gonna take forever. I went through their system to like get it all mm-hmm. done to where you can just donate via Facebook. Uh, it's gonna be a long time. But yeah, and any uh, any viewers or listeners who want to ask uh, Kala any questions, Kala, Kala, uh, yeah, drop them in the comments or we Dick put up the yeah, contact I wanted, information. I wanted to ask him. You know that I don't know if it's a urban legend or whatever you want to describe it as, but there I, I was I remember hearing or reading whatever it was is if you were a consistent LSD taker that okay, I was not expecting this. that the drug gets in your spine. And, like, I'm talking, like, habitual use of it. And uh-huh. then, like, years later, if you go get your back adjusted and stuff, it can release back into your system. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I could see scientifically how that can happen because it works into the marrow. Yeah, possible. I, I don't know. I think that's kind of how funny. How much though. LSD have you dropped, my friend? Me, none. Is this a concern? None. Or are you just... Is this research no, I just, for a friend? Well, I just remember hearing it's probably in some. It's probably made up. To be honest, most of the stuff I hear is made up. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the way that's going. But <laughs> welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Uh, just to give you a heads up, we will have a show Friday, and then I think our last show for before Christmas break will be Monday. Mm-hmm. We're looking for guests, so if you want to be a special guest, Dick and Skippy at gmail dot com for our Friday and Monday show. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to give a, a couple of shout-outs to things that are happening. So tonight and Saturday and Sunday are the last three chances to go to Stageworks to see the kids' show. Oh, we can't the, the your show. business, dude. Can't. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, but we can. Uh, if you want to see a kids' show, uh, there are some tickets available, but it's been selling out because, you know, the theater's at 3% capacity. And, you know, Santa Claus makes an appearance and, and has fun with the kids, so there's that. There's also uh, the grown-up show. On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Stageworks called Greetings. I watched it the other night, and it's really good. It's got a, it's not what you think it is, but if you want some great holiday entertainment um, that's not your typical Christmas carol or It's a Wonderful Life, go check it out. And then on this Saturday, 6 o'clock, starting at 5 with a, a pre-show concert, uh, Points North Theater is doing the Holidays in the Woodlands, which is a 1940s USO-style show, lots of 40s tunes and and history and trivia and stuff it's a lot of fun that's cool yeah so enjoy those hopefully the weather will hold up for saturday uh i do want to let folks know you know usually in january the woodlands chamber of commerce area woodlands area chamber of commerce Mm -hmm. does taste of the town uh, and covid kind of forced them to change their platform and what they're doing uh if you visit tasteofthetown.org they're doing kind of like restaurant week like they do in houston but it's restaurant month in the woodlands or in the participating areas of Montgomery County. Uh, and it's $25. And basically from what I understand, uh, you get $25 as a ticket. And then if you, you hit go, the restaurants, you go to the restaurants and they offer a sample mm-hmm. or a discount or something like each restaurant might be a little different. But there's over 40 restaurants that are participating, so if, uh, this would be kind of a cool gift. It's an amazing gift. Have you ever been to it before? Well, I've been the to town. the event, which usually happens, happens at, at the Waterway Marriott. Waterway, and where all the restaurants are. But now with COVID, now you go to the restaurant, because that's where COVID is. It's so worth it. That, that $25 ticket gives you so much food. So, uh, And I like being able to get out to the other restaurants. Ordinarily, it's in this big, huge, honking you know, conference room thing. Um, where dozens of restaurants are there, and they'll give out free samples and chatskis and giveaways and discounts and cards and stuff like that. So great way to adapt to COVID. So many yeah. businesses are adapting. And well, I, I love the ingenuity. I can see them doing this going forward uh, because I will say the event itself was fun, but it puts a lot of physical constraints on the chamber and things like they have to organize everything for this one day now what they can do is they can kind of go to more restaurants can participate because in the past if you don't know t- well, it taste, gives you two levels you well, can they, be a primary and be in our big room or you can also go to the restaurant or, taste, uh, here in conroe they had uh what was it called i forget at the lone star convention center the conroe lake conroe chamber of commerce would be 
I, uh, Taste Fest. Taste Fest, thank you. And it would be the same idea where restaurants participating would come there, set up booths, and you'd have food. Uh, and, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it because it was good food. But to me, this makes more sense because the more the merrier you're restricted mm. to that one area, now it can be as many participating restaurants. And especially restaurants get to choose what works for their system because, especially during COVID, they're being very particular about their their prices and also their costs uh, for themselves. And so now it's like, oh, hey, we really, we got extra fish. We can do it. You know, we got a good deal. We got a good deal on this expired meat. We can we can serve it to the people. So anyone so, wanting to find out more, what's the? Tasteofthetown.org. Uh, Tasteofthetown.org. I have a flyer org. right here. It's a real deal. It's a, they're promoting it right now, so you can buy the gift. Hey, hold up the QR Christmas. code for five seconds. Okay, now grab your phone and point it at that, and it'll take you there. There or just you go. go. Taste of the town on work. Get out of here. But I love the QR you know, code. I, thing. I only tell you, okay, I don't know if I told you this. You did. Did I talk, did I talk about my phone breaking? You told me on the phone the was, air. No, did I think you told me off the air that rice doesn't work, apparently. Yeah, that's a, it's an urban, urban legend. Now, that's, a, I don't that's believe a legit you. urban legend. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, my phone got water on it, like I spilt water on it, and I cleaned it off, but I did not clean the case. So the case got little water droplets all around it, and so for like a week, slowly was losing its mind. Cause little, on the underside. Yeah, the little case. water was getting in. So finally my phone just goes, bleep, gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. I've had this phone for four years, I think it was, and I was like, I like my phone. I don't want it to go away. So I went to Gadget MD. Gadget MDs. It's, it's, it's one of those. You, they used to be the photo booth places, but now they're they're phone repair places. I I didn't know if it used to be. Uh, basically, it's located. I'm giving them a shout out because it's located on 105, uh, right by the, between the Starbucks and the. <laughs> You're gonna have to narrow that down. No, 105 has like. Oh, well, it's, it's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the address is 135 1351 West Davis Street. It's it located in the Home Depot parking lot right there. On forty five one hundred five, heading west. Gotcha. And they're between the Starbucks and the Kalachi factory. And uh, I went there. I go, hey, I don't know, like my phone still works. Like I could connect the Bluetooth. Hey. I go, hi. No, I connected the Bluetooth still, so the screen was just done. Uh Well, they fixed it. Very reasonably priced. I think it was like eighty bucks. I'm telling total. you, they just put it in a bag of rice uh, for ten minutes. Eighty bucks sold. They replaced the screen. The screen's completely new. Well, the the back the bad thing is is my back camera no longer works. And they're like, hey, you can fix the back camera, but it's going to cost you like almost two hundred bucks because you have to replace like all the innards of the phone. Hmm. I was like, oh, I don't really care. I don't really use my camera that much. Well, now I can't scan QR codes. Figure that out because we went to the. 202 North Main, first inaugural songwriter brunch. Well, their menus were QR codes. And I was like, dang it. Don't you still have the front camera? Front cameras does not do QR codes. You, there, there's a, I no. thought there was an app thing. There I might used, be an app. Yeah. I don't know. If a listener knows, let me know. But yeah, I was like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. And then I couldn't take pictures of things. I was like, you know what? I might need a new camera in a couple years because I can see myself wanting to take a picture. Ask Santa. Maybe you've been a good boy. No, I've been kind of resistant on phones, buying phones, because they changed the way the model works. Where like it used to be able to get a free free phone for years. That's what with AT and T. But wait now for it's different. Where you're still going to gonna spend if you want a new phone, you're going to spend you know two hundred dollars minimum. Oh, for a new phone, and like for an iPhone, I looked it up. Uh, like a brand brand new iPhone, I think it's like eight hundred up. Mm. And then I went to the black market. 
and you can get my phone used for like a roughly 180 to 250 uh, and that's the black market. I don't know if that if that even works. This um, iPhone is the last phone I will buy at full price ever in my entire life. Yeah, and then you get water on it and you screw yourself. But yeah, I want to give a shout out to Gadget MD. Uh, very fast. Like I literally took it in the morning. They diagnosed it within an hour, and then they go uh, clear. Well, what's cool what they did, which makes total sense to me. Basically, no matter what you are doing, they're going to charge you thirty five bucks to look at it. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not going to fix it there, you're going to lose 35 bucks. But the plus is whatever it needs to be fixed on it, they that goes 35. towards the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I really like that. And it makes total sense to me because I don't I, – I actually, I was going to risk fixing my own phone. I was like, you know, I don't to do this kind of stuff. It's easy. And But then I realized, you know, might as well just let someone – depending on the price. Because I found a screen for about 65 plus tax plus shipping – so it was going to come out to be like 75 something like that. And when I went there, they were like, oh, it's $80, $80 flat. And then there you go. And I was yeah. like, oh, make total sense. Like, yeah. I'm not an expert, so I could probably, it'd probably take me about 45 minutes to figure this out. I ain't going to break it. Go for it. I fixed a couple of home appliances, like my washer and dryer, dishwasher. Same thing. Um because I had a homeowner's warranty that for 60 bucks, they, you know, for the, like the copay. But, you know, when I, I'd watch a YouTube video and say, okay, my, my washer won't work because this sensor is probably broken. Yeah. Sensor's three ninety nine from Amazon, and here's a video on how to do it. So I'm, so I fixed that. I'm currently trying to fix my microwave. Yeah, I wouldn't screw with that. Those have nuclear bombs in it. Uh, we, you know, it's, uh, you know, switching subjects. <laughs> what? I, I'm just kidding with you. That's why I'm glowing? Well, because it's, it's uh, microwaves are magic, and you don't want to mess with that. Uh, you know, it's really funny. That my wife purchased a tree. Christmas tree, okay. like a reusable Thank, thank you for clarifying. And I didn't realize how much I like Christmas trees. Because back in the day when all my family was together, uh, not saying that we're apart, it's like everyone, we have five brothers and sisters, mm. age my, I think the oldest brother. When you're family, all under one roof. Well, like my oldest brother is about 17 years older than me. So like he, we never were really on the same cycle of life. Like he's always like right when I was reaching the age of... You know, teenager, he's gone. Even he's, the hand-me-downs had hand-me-downs. Yeah, and uh, actually, I still have a lot of the clothes that <laughs> they wore because uh, it's, it's good clothes. Uh, For 1954. But we always, as a family, we always got a fresh tree. And finally, my mom, my mom reached that age where she was just tired of doing things, which is reasonable because she did things for five kids, a husband, and then now, I think, 19 grandchildren. Jeez. And so it's like, her priorities have shifted. So for my first, I would say first 16 years of being on this earth, we had big, like, I think the biggest tree we got was 20 feet. And that was because, because we wouldn't stop yelling about it. Like get the biggest one. <laughs> like we want to get on ladders. We got to run a tractor trailer so, just to haul it home. Oh, it's like, it was like, the you know, the, <laughs> it was kind of curvy at the top of the roof, but uh, we had a high ceiling in one of the rooms. And my mom was like, we don't put Christmas trees in this room. I'm like, we're doing it this year. We do year. now. And uh, that was like the last time I remember doing it. So Holly purchased a tree, and it, it's really nice having a Christmas tree. And she decorated herself. It was like she painted the ornaments and stuff like that. And so it's been really nice. I was like, you know what? This is cool. And I encourage people to get a Christmas tree, even if it's fake. Like, it's it kind of lights up the room a little bit. And we don't, I was like, and I even told Holly, I was like, is this kind of like a, a hint that I need to buy presents to put under, under the, the tree? tree? Oh, yeah. And uh, it is what it is. So M- Mrs. Skippy is the same way. She is the 
decorator uh, of the of the family and Christmas time in particular. She's the one that will happily spend two hours putting ornaments on a tree out of the boxes and then putting back in. Me, I hang my string of Star Trek ornaments and I'm good to go. You see, that's where I got in trouble because I was like, oh, I can buy some weird ornaments. No, it has yeah. to be symmetrical with her design. Yeah, I was like, well, your wife's a nurse, so she's crap. very analytical there. Well, I'm gonna have to tell my aunts because my aunts bought us for our wedding gift nice ornaments. That's one of those get a merchy backup Schistlers do, I guess. And I was like, what about these ornaments? No, we're not putting those on there. I'm well, like, I do want to give a shout out to Mrs. Skippy because what happened was uh, at Stage Works, and we were getting ready to open our Christmas shows, yeah. and in the lobby, the tree they had in the lobby was this little four foot thing that was just. Not the best looking thing. I want them to walk in the theater and feel Christmassy. So I temporarily donated our Christmas tree, which is a seven foot tall pre lit. Yeah. 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 So that's there. But that left us with the little, our own little three foot pre lit thing. So Mrs. Skippy put it on a, on a table with, you know, cloth and snow. So we have a tree that, you know, looks like it's five feet tall, but it's really only, you know. Yeah. The, Charlie Brown. My, yeah, Charlie Brown. So we, we have that one at home, but yeah, underneath that table there's a lot of space to put presents, so I'm going to have to buy some scotch tape today so I can start wrapping presents. You know, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, and it's 1047. I will say The Mandalorian still sucks. <laughs> I haven't seen the most recent episode. Yeah, but I've taken a shining to the uh, the the gal, the the MMA fighter, Gina. Uh, what's her name? I wouldn't mess with her. She, oh yeah, she could reduce my head to a red stain on the wall with a yeah. hard look. But uh, yeah, I've taken a shining to her. I like her character. Uh, uh, I, well, one thing that uh, I, as an actress, she was well, also look, in the next, uh, the Deadpool movie. Yeah, she was. Uh, I forgot her name. Gina something Karana. Uh, well, one thing I will say I do enjoy about the Mandalorian so far is they cre- they've actually created. An atmosphere within Star Wars that's seen more da- like more realistic, meaning, oh, this war really affected people. This, oh, it's it's all messed up. You, you, you know, know, the end of about, oh like, yeah, the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, everyone's going yay yay, but then the next morning happens. It's like wait, we have a power vacuum. Yeah, and I, I well, just, the the new Star Wars movies are total crap, and the the Mandalorian really took it into a perspective where I hope they go forward because I was reading about uh, the Kenobi series they're going to be doing. Yeah, Disney Plus is like and saying there's going to be like 10 e- new well, Star Wars. Well, they got Wars Ewan or... McGregor back. Good. And they also got Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen back. And if you know, I, I've seen the Clone Wars, the TV show and the movie, and I really enjoyed that, uh, even though it's a cartoon, uh, no judgment. But... It's interesting to see a relationship between what you're used to seeing for you know nine hours on t- on on a movie, mm. but now it's like, oh, let's, what do these people actually do day to day? What is it? So I'm really interested to see what they do with the Kenobi series. Uh, hopefully, they give Christensen more room to work <laughs> because because uh, George Lucas couldn't didn't give him anything. He's like, no, say these lines, and like I could totally see that. And like, and to me, he was, say them and be stoic when you yeah. say them. But there, you can't deny that he is Darth Vader. Do you think they're ever going to bring Jake Lloyd back into the world? No. They poor sh- poor they- Jake Lloyd. He didn't have a chance. Well, that was probably my biggest critique of episode one. Is Jake Lloyd was little that, bitty Anakin. Well, they shouldn't have had Anakin so young. Yeah, Darth Vader does not one say being, yippee. One, one being they had Natalie Portman in a relationship with this kid. Yeah, that's a weird. And it was really weird. They, if they're going to change Jake Lloyd to Hayden Christensen, they needed to change Natalie Portman to 
Marissa Tomei. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, they needed to age, yeah, change they, both. It, actors. They should have just they should have just had him as a, a young teenager. I get it. And because what, what's strange to me is that you know now we're getting the Star Wars talk. We have five minutes left. <laughs> what's strange to me is you know one of the big like the big uh, things that always happen in the Jedi world is like, oh, he's too old because he's too emotional, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Luke's 19 years old. Oh, but, too old is he? Yeah, but like this kid's like seven. I don't really see that working. But if like a 13-year-old, I see that working because, you know, 13-year-olds are all buttholes. So it's like, <laughs> no, I get it. We can't train this guy because he's way too old. Like, I get he it. He thinks he knows everything. Yeah, and he does. It's weird. And Yeah, uh, I direct teenagers in Shakespeare. I'm, I'm on board with that. But yeah, Mandalorian, I mean... He, there, the, Disney announced a bunch of new stuff coming, and I'm excited about the Star Wars world just because I think it's a great time for them to expand on it because it's kind of like Star Trek. Do you think Lucas is looking at this going, dang, I could have been doing all this? Or do you think he has enough money that he's happy? I don't think he wants... I don't, I, the way I see George Lucas operating, I think when he comes up with ideas, he just loves it. And he's too ADD to focus on something that big. So, like, for example, I see him doing more Star Wars movies, but it's about a saga. So he won't do a Rogue One or, you know, like, he won't mm. do those kind of things because they're standalone. He's like, Isn't he also going to be busy really with the new Indiana Jones movie? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he'll focus on something and then go for like, do another project Squirrel. and stuff like that, which I think what Disney is approaching is the Marvel aspect where it's like, hey, we're going to do five phases for the next five years. This is, like, the the way we're setting everything up. And this is how we want it all to like look at the end so we can move to the next step. And that way we're more organized with our stuff. I think they failed miserably and they know it with the new Star Wars movies because they were just trying to get them out. And they're trying to, you know, like bank on the thing that they paid $4 billion for. And you're like, all right. But now they're like, oh, now we have breathing room. We're not expected to release a Star Wars movie every year, every year and a half or whatever it was. And so now we can focus, kind of like Mandalorian. Now they realize Mandalorian is so popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is and I'm going to say this just as a fan, it's so much better than the movies put together, even though Mandalorian is still kind of subpar to me because I feel like they're dragging it out way too long. A question uh, about that real quick. I, I I don't think it can be denied that the big draw for the Mandalorian, what got so many people watching, was Baby Yoda. That without Baby Yoda, no, I think that was the. It would have been the niche the non, audience watching. I think it. no, I think yeah, I think the non-Star Wars fans weren't really caring. And then when they realized... Well, when the memes were popping up, that's when all these other shows... Yeah. Now, unless each of these new 10 TV shows has a Baby Yoda hook, I don't know how well they'll do. No. I mean, Does that make sense? Would so many people be watching The Mandalorian if someone somewhere didn't say, hey, we need to have a Baby Yoda make him cute so all the women will want him? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I... Yeah. It'll, I like it'll it. be inter- interesting to see how it turns out. Well, I mean, again... It's a good show. I would encourage everyone to check it out. It's mm-hmm. fun. But the, the new season, it's just... It's sophomore slump. We'll see what the third season brings. Yeah. Well, it's like every three episodes something happens. And they didn't. And every episode in between isn't like your standard TV show where it's standalone fun. It's like... Well, it's a Bachelor series. Each episode is like 35 minutes, so it's not enough to be a full-hour show, yeah, but two more, more than a you know sitcom level. But it's, it's self-contained. You got the arch... No, and the ar- the arcs are not the arcs. All of it's stupid. And it, it at least it tells a straight. At narrative. least I understand why you like like he he's connected to the kid. Like mm-hmm. I get it, but it didn't take ten episodes to get that. It took like three, and I get it. Well, they're already starting to fall off on the formula where one episode a season, two thirds of the way through, he's got to take off the helmet that he can never take off. So we see his face, 
And that's just, you know, that'll happen every season. There'll be one episode well, where we remind, yeah. oh, yeah, it's Pedro Pascal behind this this. It's helmet. a human. Yeah, it's a human. Yeah. And but, they just had that episode recently yeah. for this season. Well, uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, you've been listening to Dick and Skippy here on Lone Star Community We're out of here, but we'll see you on... Uh, Wednesday, or Friday. Friday. Uh, today's Wednesday. Uh, we want to say special thanks to today's sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning in the Montgomery County area. They do small business office cleaning for one time to schedule cleaning. Uh, look them up online, clean, cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And then also C3 Creative Content Creation, C3thewoodlands.com. Video, social media, writing, they do it. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Again, they do it. Uh, also, if you want to be a guest on our show... For Friday and Monday, we'll we'll be having a program, and then we're going to take the rest of the week off next week. So if you want to be on the, the Dick and Skippy shill, uh, contact us at dickandskippy at gmail.com and things like that. So thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, especially thanks to our special guest today, Dr. K- Kala Hewlett from the Back Pain and Sat- Sciatica Center of Texas. You can check out all of his contact information in the description, all that kind of stuff. So we will be back on Friday morning at 9 a.m., here on IRLoneStar.com and, of course, Dick and Skippy everywhere, that kind of stuff. We'll see you guys later. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoy today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.